momentum and breadth indicators certainly have changed dramatically over the last three months. Does it qualify as a bull market? Let's go through some of the definitions with Willie Delwish joining us, the investment strategist at All Star Charts. Willie, welcome back to the show. Good to see you as always. Yeah, thanks, Oliver. Thanks for having me. Hey, reading through your latest literature and charts, it seems like uh, you would argue that the bull market has taken over from a bear one. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I think that's uh, th that's the case. Um, that's what the evidence suggests. I think we can get caught up a lot of times in in definitions of what's a bull market, what's a bear market. For me, um, the the best definition of a bull market is if you've got more stocks making new highs and new lows, and we saw that come. You know, didn't see that very much at all last year. Turn of turn of the new calendar year, and now we're seeing it. We we've seen new lows drop. Um, to basically zero, and now new highs are are not just above new lows, but they're starting to expand. So that's that's bull market behavior. Okay, so the chart we're looking at here, the new highs and lows, the yep. orange line being the new lows, which were flaring up over and over last year, and now everything's off what, the 52-week lows? Yeah, these, these are 52-week lows for the NYSE and the NASDAQ. Um, and you you see multiple times last year, you, you had the spike in new lows, and it came down and it didn't quite cross below the new high list. Um, that that changed, like I said, at the beginning of this year, we, we saw the new lows collapse, and that's typically what you see at the beginning of a bull market. It's not the immediate expansion of new highs, it's the collapse in new lows that's a signal that you're kind of making that turn. And then for the bull market to be sustained, we need. We typically see more new, you know, more new highs being made, and most importantly, consistently see more new highs than new lows. Okay, so the trend here is starting to pick up. Uh, sticking with that chart for just a moment here, because when we look at uh, previous instances of the run-up in the new highs, the blue. We got a bit of that early on 22, but never really throughout last year. So basically, there's not really instances in the other bear market rallies where we got this level of momentum. So there's definitely something different happening here relative to the other bear market rallies. Is that correct? Yes, very much so. We For a moment last year, I think it was in August, we had like a week or two where, where new highs just squeaked above new lows, but it didn't persist. Um, and and that's that's one of the useful things about a chart like this, um, an indicator like this. It's not a single signal that you like. Okay, you you, you saw it, and then you don't have any test of it. This gives you a, a consistent reading over time about whether or not that bull market behavior is still intact. And as long as new highs are above new lows, it's hard to argue that it's not bull market behavior. Okay. Now, uh, in terms of uh, how this affects your models that you track within equities and across asset classes. There's a, a kind of a checklist you guys go through. Uh, and is this one of them? Is this the be all end all? What else here supports the case? Well, um, so so we, we we have more new highs and new lows. We've seen some some breadth thrusts. I, I don't like those as much in this environment because they're noisy. And like I said, you don't have that continuous reading. Um, we also though, this early this year saw more more risk appetite, risk on behavior started to come back into the market. We did not see that at all last year. And so, if we if we take the the new highs and new lows data and and balance that with with the risk appetite behavior, that suggests that that it's a bull market. And then we can test that 
against the longer term trend lines. One, you know, we want to see, for example, the the 200 day moving average for the S&P 500 turn higher. We want to see our long term trend indicator for the S&P 500 turn higher. We're seeing that in other indexes, small cap value, mid cap value, making new highs um, around the world. We're seeing that, um, you know, Europe, UK, Asia, ex, um, ex Japan, Pacific ex Japan. We're seeing that elsewhere, not seeing it to the same degree in you know large cap U.S. growth indexes right now. Okay, so within the context of the broad market heating up, there are still some areas that are stronger than others, and it sounds like the growth tech is still lagging. Yes, yeah, that, that's very much the case. And for a lot of investors, if you're buying the S&P 500, you are getting U.S. growth tech. And, and so I think this is a great time to look beyond the index and look beneath the surface um, you know, showing sector allocations. We're seeing industrials heat up. The trend there is turned higher. Um, materials are improving. Financials are improving. For most investors, those aren't areas that their portfolios are have a lot of exposure to because, like I said, they're, they're, they're based on the S&P 500, and that's still a tech-heavy index, and that's not leading the market from a longer-term perspective at this point. What's interesting here are the ones that are crossing over, banks, materials in particular. You see comm services improving from the very far end of the underweight category, uh, and but tech still kind of stuck there, consumer discretionary, that's where a lot of the growth categories are. And then on the flip side, you see some of the stronger 2022 trades like Staples and healthcare softening up a bit. Um, so is this uh, a market that is just doing a mirror image of last year? I guess the tech lagging maybe says not so much, but then Staples Healthcare slowing down, uh, they were kind of the winners. Uh, are you seeing extreme deterioration in the winners list like you are the come up in the losers list from last year? Um, certainly on a relative basis, we are. And, and remember, this, so these are, are sector rankings that, that look within, you know, it's, it's based on a, you know, relative performance. So um, not, not seeing absolute breakdown so much in, in those defensive areas, but certain, certainly seeing, you know, on a relative basis, they're deteriorating. I, I think what's more impressive is, is where we're seeing the leadership now in industrials, in materials and financials go back to last year and it was really just an energy sector story now investors have you know to some degree more options on the table whether whether we're talking the u.s or also around the world so it's not just having to to look at energy or just look at commodities which was the case um early part of last year there's, there's the opportunity set for strength is is broader now than it was last year okay so the opportunity set broadening out feels like that is uh, in effect the real utility of the bull market analysis right it gives you more things to buy and hold do you see the trends in the other macro assets bonds dollar the stuff that was getting in the way of the overall stock trade just based simply on correlations not even any fundamental view it was just as rates went up and the dollar went up stock struggled are we seeing that type of technical reversal in bonds in the dollar, uh, Willie? Uh, so, so bond yields are are, are off their highs. Y'all were talking about it earlier. They're off their highs, but they, they've not really broken down. So, um, the trend in, in yields is still higher. Um, I think we'd have to to do more work to the downside to say, okay, we've got a 
an uptrend in bonds again. I think the bias there is still higher yields. Uh, with respect to the dollar, it's it's off its highs. That trend has actually rolled over, even though it's, it's popping a little bit right now. I think one of the key one of the key tests for the for equities will be if if the dollar stabilizes or moves higher from here. Can that global strength that we saw last year can that persist? Because that there was a a big divert a big you know inverse correlation between the dollar last year and what global equities were doing. Um, dollar strength was certainly a headwind. Now. Have we seen enough momentum globally that that you know the rest of the world can do well even if the dollar stops going down? That's I think one of the big questions as we go through the rest of this year. All right, great stuff. Uh, love the discipline in the analysis, uh, Willie, and the uh, technical observations here that are very important for us to try and figure out which way the wind is blowing. Appreciate it. Looking forward to checking in soon. Yeah, thanks a lot, Oliver. Absolutely, Willie Delwish, investment strategist at All Star Charts.